Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Vredestein tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Oh! American League beats the National League 3-2. to All-star game at Chavez Ravine here in Los Angeles, where Dodger fans were serenading Juan Soto with future Dodger chance during the game. That was a good look. He uh, responded with a nice Turned big around. smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anywhere but here. Anywhere but here. Now, look, if you made me pick... A trade, right? I've told you I don't believe Juan Soto's getting dealt anytime soon. The prospect hall plus the the pressure of potentially paying him, it's gonna be a lot. Are, are you gonna really or is a contender going to just completely break up what they have going on right now to get Juan Soto? Maybe it's a it's a case of in a year, 
a few months, but right now, by the deadline, I can't see it happening. We talked about it last night, a team like the Padres. If they underachieve again this year with all the young talent they have, could they send a boatload of prospects to the Nationals in exchange for Juan Soto? Yeah, I, I could see that. But if you said, what's the most likely thing that's going to happen? You said you got to pick one. you got to pick one destination for Juan Soto. I would go back to the team that, for the past eight years, has always been able to make a trade when they've had to because they've had the players in the farm system that they could deal out. They've been able to maneuver around money to be able to pay who they want to pay, let go who they want to let go. If you made me say one deal, I would say, could I see the Dodgers replacing Cody Bellinger, who hasn't been good in three years, but still former MVP. But how much longer can you stick with Cody Bellinger? Could I see the Dodgers replacing Bellinger in some kind of two- or three-team trade where Bellinger goes someplace and the Nationals get prospects and Soto and maybe another player that is due some money go to the Dodgers? Yeah, that's the one. If you if you made me pick one that could happen, I would say the Dodgers replace Cody Bellinger with Juan Soto, and it's one of those trades where players wind up moving around and, and the Nationals get who they want to get, and another team is potentially involved in that deal. I could see that one. That's the one I could see. Yeah, I mean, the Bellinger component is, is problematic because we've been doing this a lot with the NBA silly season, and every time... I, I see the proposed trades and, well, maybe this could happen. It's like, you've all been watching basketball, right? <laughs> you realize this guy's got a really big contract that he's not good <laughs> or not reliable or whatever the case may be. And for Cody Bellinger, there have been a couple of little streaks of power, but they're they're not anything that he's been able to maintain over any length of time to just suddenly think, if the Dodgers don't have people in-house that have been able to help him adjust mentally and physically, I don't know who else is thinking they're suddenly going to fix it. right? We always joked about NFL coaches, of I'm going to fix this guy's problems. Mm-hmm. But the Dodgers as an organization, hell yeah. I mean, we, we talk about it all the time, regardless of sport. Organizational stability, and if you've got the ability to build a farm system implement a plan and process by which you draft players and develop players and you don't keep changing that up every two to three years, then yeah, you're setting yourself up for long-term success. And obviously, the Dodgers have a giant vault behind them. So they do have the ability, when they want to, to buy their way out of any problem. So that that is certainly a luxury most teams do not have. They also draw, what, 4 million-plus fans to Dodger Stadium every year. The amount of revenue that the team generates is staggering. Those Dodgers team stores sell a lot of pretty cool merch, and they sell a lot of expensive Dodgers merch. So they're doing just fine. So being able to say, okay, we're going to bring this guy on and sign him to a massive deal, yeah, absolutely. It's one of the few teams that could the Guggenheims will just sell a painting to get one. So I don't even think they they could sell a fraction of a painting. They could still p- maintain ownership. Here's a Simone. Yeah, we'll sell. How much is that worth? This is worth like five hundred million dollars. It oh, is. Hey, it that's is the three one. Sotos. That's the one. That's the one right there. No, and 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 the other the other angle on this is just throw this out there. If I said to you, 
not knowing anything about the player. You can have the number one player in the Orioles farm system, the number one player in the White Sox farm system, the number one player in the Mariners farm system. I mean, it's not Kelnick. The number one player in the Cardinals farm system or the number one player in the Dodgers farm system. You would say Dodgers, 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 Dodgers. Just Dodgers and Yankees prospects just mean more and teams jump more when they hear that. Doesn't mean that the number one prospect, the Dodgers, is better than the other prospects, but they're valued more. So the Dodgers can say, hey, well, we'll give you two of our top three two of our top five prospects in our in our system and, and and the nationals go yeah 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 that's great yeah okay we'll give you one soto so that's one of the big advantages that the Dodgers have is because their prospects are always rated higher than than others that's just a that's just a reality of major league baseball the last few years so when it like, like I said when it comes down to it who can really do it who can swing that deal for Juan Soto knowing that everything that goes Goes along with it. You're giving up the prospects. You might want. You might got to have a lot of money ready because depending how this deal goes, you don't want to let them just walk and not give anything up. Because if you trade prospects away who are great, and then Juan Soto play, then you can't let them go, right? Because right. you traded away prospects who turn out to be superstars. Well, it's like you the Jalen Ramsey superstar, deal, right? When the Rams traded for Jalen Ramsey. Like, well, you have to resign him now, don't you? Yeah, you can't just let him go. <laughs> Given give yeah. what you gave up for him. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think with any deal for Juan Soto, if it's going to happen imminently, yeah. which I I have great skepticism. Like, with the, the, the Dodgers aren't going to make this trade now. They're not going to make this trade right now. They're not going to trade for prospects. And stuff. No, this is a trade that would happen at the end of the year when teams know, okay, Soto's, Soto's on, the, on the block. Who are we comfortable giving up? How can we reshape the team in free agency to go around the losses we're going to take? Because there's teams right now that are big-time contenders that are going, do we really want to upset everything we have going on and trade guys away for Juan Soto? Do we real? Is that really going to help us is going to need time. These, this is a big-time player. This is not, hey, player X is going to be a free agent at the end of the season. Okay, well, we can give up we can give up this guy or this guy, and we can, we can get someone. No, this is, you have to do a lot. You have to, you have to you know, cross your, your T's and, and dot your I's in a, in a large way. So this is when you get to the offseason. All right, now we have two more years of Juan Soto if we go get this guy. we got two more years. Who are we comfortable giving up? Who can we replace him with? Who can we go out and get? Who wants to come here? Who are we talking to? And that's when a trade would happen but now to make it to make it go so fast like now I, I can't see it I can't see it by the deadline it's not enough time for the teams that are going to be the very few teams who are going to be out to want to make this trade there's, there's gonna be way less than you think yeah oh 10 12 yeah every team would want one Soto but what can you give up for him not many can do that well but that's the point is that you know you see these reports about Soto and would-be suitors like yeah everybody would love him, mm-hmm. right? No question. But who can legitimately go get him? Now, there may be one or two teams that decide, all right, we haven't gone all in cash. We're kind of hanging around. Let's go all in. And even if we only have him for the two years, okay, fine. He's at a very reasonable rate for those two years. And we do our best to try to re-sign it. Don't. Now, the Nationals are interesting because you talk about the sale being imminent and all that. You don't, don't you want a top-notch asset? Like, leading? It's like, what What can we sell to local advertising? I don't know. We had we couldn't sign him. This guy's supposed to be good. Oh, all right, great. Thanks You're a lot. Right. I mean, he, here's all the stars that left, and now you, you lose 
Juan Soto as well, and just throwing that 440 tag is just, it, it fails for me. Because, again, the average yearly value of it with the rest of the economy, oh, and the price for top-notch players hitting their new deals keeps going up. So why would Soto sign that kind of deal and limit the short-term and long-term earning? You say, well, he's going to get that money till he's 40. Doesn't matter. He's missing out on tens of millions of dollars <laughs> in, in the short term. Uh, that could be compounding interest uh, and, and building him little fiefdoms all over the globe. But how many teams could really make an offer that that is substantive and are willing to spend that have a farm system that's got a ton of guys? Because I guess that's where the the Nationals would end up going. All right, we need one face guy, so it looks. We've got a major league ready player, and here's a bunch of uh, a top series of prospects from an organization. Oh, and we'd like to negotiate a long term deal. Might be part of it as well. We'd like to start kicking the can on because if we're going to give you a bunch of assets again, going back to the Rudy Gobert analogy uh, uh, that we were talking about earlier with the NBA of here's all the draft capital and all the players then you want to make sure that on the back end, the guy you're trading for stays, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And it's not a, a roll of the dice. Like, all right, we're going to do all this, and he's going to resign with us in two years. No, you're going to have those conversations with Scott Boris and that team, as well as Soto, even though he defers to Scott Boris. But you're going to have those conversations <laughs> long before you know, any trade is consummate. I Look, I this is why that. it's so important Starling Marte was his hype man last no, night good. for the for the home run derby. I mean, now the Mets are jumping in. Hey, hey, Marte, they've been friends for a while. I'm right here in every home run you hit one. I'm right next but, to you. But legitimately, one of the teams that could jump up just because they do have the cash reserves. Now, what does a trade look like? I have no idea. No, that's why right? it would probably be a th- it would probably be a three team trade because a team giving up all of that would want to get something extra back sure. like the Dodgers do they want to give a trade make a trade where Juan Soto is going and like four good players are going maybe a couple of guys like maybe it's Gavin Lux who gets traded or somebody else and maybe two guys from the team now and then it's two prospects do they want to make that four for one type deal or do they want to make a trade that involves a third team where hey we don't want to pay this guy this kind of money hey we'll take it on and we'll pay them this year and so the Dodgers get two good players maybe not well, obviously it's not going to be Juan Soto's type, but they get another player kind of like the Scherzer-Trey Turner deal, where when they made the trade, they knew Trey Turner and Max Scherzer, okay, we want to keep both of them, but we know we got to keep one because Corey Seager's coming up as a free agent, and maybe we can't keep him, so Trey Turner would take over there. Hopefully we can keep Scherzer. It was close between him and the Mets. The Mets gave him $43 million, and Scherzer said, hey, I'm happy here! So that's the kind of that's the kind of situation where you want to kind of hedge your bets and go, well, we did get two good play. We got Juan Soto end. So I don't know that that's going to be a a straight one for you know two team type trade where you're going to see somebody else wind up getting involved in there in there in a way. I just like the the chaos has come to Major League Baseball. Yeah, right. We thought it was just the NBA. No, no, no. Hold my beer. <laughs> be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast. To start listening. Is this that song where the person counts from 41 to 50? Do you want to hear that again? Is that song again? <laughs> oh, Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. American League wins the All-Star Game 3-2 to two, and Rob Manfred still hates baseball players. True. There's kind of your big headlines from today. I can't say this headline is a shocker because it's completely on brand. For Rob Manfred. But today, the commissioner of Major League Baseball was asked his opinion of the salaries that minor league baseball players are getting. And this is a, a big subplot to the Major League Baseball All-Star Game, because for the past few months, the money that minor league baseball players make has been at issue, and minor league baseball players need to make more money. The average salary for a minor league player is $14,000 a year. Right. This is this is not the player who gets taken number one overall, and here's Matt Holiday's kid who gets eight million. No, this is the average minor league player who is trying to make his way up into the major leagues. The average salary is fourteen grand a year. Some players make as little as four thousand dollars a year, and this is only the money they are making while they are playing. So, when they are done playing, 
and the season is over, they have to go get other jobs that they need in addition to trying to get better at baseball and move up and be able to take time off to say, okay, I'm quitting now because I'm going to spring training and I'm going to be playing here. Uh, It's below the poverty line what's being made. It's below the poverty line. Rob Manfred was asked today about the wages that the minor league baseball players are making. And he said, quote, I reject the premise that minor league players are not paid a living wage. Quote, I kind of reject the premise of the question that minor league players are not paid a living wage. We've made real strides in the last few years in terms of what minor league players are paid. And then in a follow-up, reiterated, I reject the premise that they're not paid a living wage. This is beyond, and, and to, to say, boy, the guy's out of touch, the guy's tone deaf, yeah, you can say all those things about Rob Manfred, but I know Rob Manfred, and I have seen him have so way too many anti-player stances to know this is just another example of why he hates, hates baseball players. He hates them. He hates them. Everything, every bit of labor that's at issue is anti-player. He never talks about the players and how great the players are, and you want to be able to push the next generation of the game. No, it's always about the owners, and it's about money, and he never makes the players feel like they are valued at all. And the players see through this, right? You see you see guys respond to Rob Manfred on social media when with eyes rolling emojis. You you get you get some players who don't care and they say, This guy's bad for the game. Rob Manfred, he's bad for the game. He he's not a baseball fan. And that's and that's the biggest thing. Is it this is someone who is the commissioner of the sport and you can tell there's a large facet of this game, the players who make up the game, that he doesn't care for. The players are necessary evils for him in Major League Baseball. This is a guy who's a lawyer. He's a business guy. He's on the business side of baseball his whole career. He has absolutely no feel for how to how to adjudicate situations like this. And yes, he is anti-player. And I can't believe we have a commissioner of a major sport that is so anti-player like Rob Manfred is. Well, the foolishness of it all is that you need that feeder system to make this business work, right? Assuming that... Your next big glut of players is going to come ready-made out of college, even though the college game is improving, Mm -hmm. is foolhardy. Or that, you know, when we talk about the international players and coming in, there's all sorts of talks about drafts and changing the way that structure's done. I mean, there was, what, a $185 million lawsuit settled. We'll see how that gets passed out. We've Mm -hmm. seen this in sports a number of times like there's this giant verdict okay what does it mean and who gets what and how slow is the appeals process before any money actually <laughs> changes hands but you go down into the big push there was at least this is the spin and the pr of all right well look between 38 and 72 percent increase in wages okay that's effectively four to five thousand dollars based on the wage scale and that's for five months. And say, okay, well, they can go work the other six months. No, they're still trying to work out, <laughs> train, and move up the chain yeah. to yeah. where potentially they can land one of those highly coveted spots on a 40-man roster just so they can get the the money that comes with that. So it's, it's a broken system, right? Because if you don't have the low minor leagues building – fundamentals and building players to to come to the major leagues you start having really bad product and you could argue 
across Major League Baseball right now, there's an awful lot of bad product. Overall, the game is healthy, right? A lot of excitement, a lot of stars, but there's a lot of bad teams. And there always are. But now you you go and you watch, and the devil's in the details of the fundamentals that are really not there. And part of it is, these guys are stressed having to do other things when they're trying to be in the minor leagues. And they get called up as, you know, as necessary by some of these squads, perhaps earlier than they need to. We play all these games with arbitration dates and, and you know, call-ups and all the service time and all this other stuff that... You know, Manford, these comments are, are just deplorable, you know, and, and out of touch with how his game is structured. Someone needs to go back and just give him a quick chart. See, here's, see, but, here's but, how this works. See, but that's the thing is that I don't know that that's what it is with him. It's past the point of, hey, you're out of touch or do you understand your game? No, I think he knows exactly what he's saying. And he's having the owner's backs because it's, hey, could the owners pay uh, their minor leagues a living wage? And no, no, no. I reject that notion entirely. No, he's got the owner's backs on this because he wants them to not have to pay any more money because these are the guys that pay his salary, his $17 million a year salary. I, I think he knows exactly what he's saying and what he's doing. He just doesn't care. I'm the commissioner. I have the backing of all the teams, and I'm not a big fan of the players. So, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to, and I'm going to find no, and no turn where I can't say this. So, you know, in bargaining positions, I am, I am at the strength, right? I am always at the strength. You are never going to be equal at the bargaining table with me. This is my game. So whenever I get a chance where I can let people know, Hey, you know what? I'm the commissioner, and you're just a player. Here's another example of it. I reject the notion. What you say if you're a human is you say, hey, we're working. We're Just to say what, what they've been doing. Hey, we're making strides. We're doing some things. We have a housing situation that we've made it better for players that some players can stay and not have to worry about paying for housing during the season. Uh, we're taking money away from signing bonuses and putting it in, in, in uh, escrow for them or in certain accounts for them. We're doing things to help, even though it's, it's very minimal. That's how you would normally answer that question because you don't want the the narrative of oh hey here's Major League Baseball and the, these cheap owners that won't pay minor league ball but but Rob Manfred doesn't care no I reject the notion of the question wait but they're all making under the poverty line nope I reject that completely no he's showing you where his where his all of his loyalties lie and he's he loses no chance to say I'm the commissioner. The owners have my back. You're just the players, and you will do exactly what I want you to do, and that's how it's going to go. Which is funny in Major League Baseball, because I guess that's the disconnect, because it's Major League and Minor League, so it's kind of the, let me step down on you a Mm. little bit, because you're not to our league just yet. Well, but, he hates those players. He hates the major league players, too. Well, but at least, like but, the, but the union's powerful, so they can at least fight yeah, him a bit. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> Major League Baseball, they cut 42 affiliates last year, and the uh, stated idea was, well, we'll be able to com- improve the conditions and increase the pay. Okay? I guess you did that slightly, except for those hundreds of guys that no longer are mm-hmm. in camps trying to get better, some of whom might have been able to develop, but had to go make a tough choice of whether to continue, you know, to play for $14,000 a year or go begin to support their families, their lives, and move on into something else. Because, I mean, it's one thing for the stress of, am I good enough to hit, throw, whatever my, my role is on a team, you know, from a straight competitive 
an athletic standpoint. The other is the giant weight of, man, I got to send money home. Man, I got to do this. All of that. It's crushing. And under this system, this is just foolhardy. You know, obviously, Manfred's the mouthpiece for the owners. Well, they're a bunch of dopes, too. <laughs> just you, put, you're a dope. <laughs> no, but to put it in its basis terms, because they're they're failing to recognize that they're they're killing their base of their game. And it may not show up immediately, but we always bemoan the lack of baseball diamonds you see in in municipalities. And when one gets opened, it's met with such great reverence and and applause. It's it's amazing. See, I would be at this point seeing how leagues are and what I, I would say where commissioners now lean fully, right? They always lean towards the owners. They paid their salary. But you are seeing now in sports an overt, obvious impact of the commissioner is going to do what the owners want. Right, You see that in Major League Baseball. You see it in the National Football League. And you see Adam Silver's a little bit different because he just does what anybody else wants. Yeah. Hey, what anybody else wants, I'm going to do. Whoever's voice right? is strongest. Yes. I'm going to do that because I don't then, want to get involved And LeBron James has the bat phone. Right. Or if Mark Cuban, right, I'll do what Mark Cuban wants. I'll do I'll do it. No, anybody, no, no. But I'll have I'll do to find him <laughs> so I keep balance with him. <laughs> I almost feel like I'd like to see professional sports each have two commissioners. You have one. Because I'm thinking about this, thinking about Bud Seelig. Right, where when Bud Selig was commissioner of Major League Baseball, I mean, he was he was a guy we talked about all the time on the radio. Think about that. You know, how many commissioners do we talk about a lot on the radio? Like Roger Goodell was a big a big topic of conversation. Still becomes one once in a while. Finalist Silver, but Bud Selig, <laughs> Bud Selig was a big deal. Bud Selig was someone who was so good for Major League Baseball from the revenue perspective. Right, came up with a new wild card revenue share, and hey, everybody got rich, but. Humanly and 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 for dealing with the players, he struggled. He struggled with all the 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 human decisions that he couldn't make, and there's a litany of them that he had trouble with. And but the business wise, he was fine. So I would almost like to see each sport have two commissioners, where one is a commissioner that does the business. And deals with that, and, and the other one that deals with the outreach and players and 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 players' happiness and 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 things like this, where you can keep everybody moving forward under the same umbrella, and everybody is happy, and they at least believe in one of the guys they have being commissioners, and the commissioners split that power. I would like to see that because I don't feel like we're ever going back to a to a time where the players are going to be evenly represented when a commissioner takes over. The next commissioner who comes in after Rob Manfred, the next commissioner who comes in after Roger Goodell, are completely going to be on owner's sides for everything, and it's never going to go back the other way. Right? Gone is the, the golden era of Hey, we have to. Yes, I the, I work for the owners, but we have to make sure the players are taken care. Of. That that that's not coming back. It's completely always going to be on business, and let's make more money. And if we have to cut the players in on the money, we will, however begrudgingly. So that's kind of what I'd like to see: is to see each sport have two commissioners, one take care of the business, and one take care of the other stuff. And at least then you can control the image, you can control the attitude of the players. You will have happier players. You will have happier owners because they have someone looking out for them the players have someone looking out for them and i think it works yeah but who's got final veto because the players to get happier they need money which means president business has to come back over the top no i do you tell me and i i make i make the call 
I make the final call on that. You didn't like the way I made it about the Lego movie. But I liked it. <laughs> I'm going to make it just like the Lego movie in the piece of resistance. That's how it's going to be. But just that, I, I mean, I, hey, look, and if you want to be the baseball czar, then have at it. You're over the top of the two commissioners. But as soon as we start splitting up uh, duties, eventually someone's got to have the final say and make the players happy. Well, the players would be happier. For, I mean, it's the Homer Simpson analogy. You know, well, you know, it was fish stick day. I only got the little <laughs> cup of tartar sauce. And Burns says, fine, here's have, have more tartar sauce. Have all the tartar sauce. you, Because he knows he's getting you on the other end. So always be careful what you wish for. The guy that's patting you on the back saying, we'll make it all better. He's leading you to the slaughter from the old business guy on the other side. It's all fine. Wait, why do you have a dump truck full of money? No, don't worry about it. I'm good. I'm good. Just follow me. Follow me. Everything's going to be fine. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. 
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Hey, yo. I might. American League beats the National League yet again, the ninth straight time. 3-2 is your final. Giancarlo Stanton, Byron Buxton, back-to-back home runs. Stanton is your MVP. And it's been a... It's been more than just nine years. It's been almost a 20-year trend of the American League beating up on the National League when when you and I were kids, it was the American League couldn't win a game. That's right. National League would win all the time. Uh, this is more than just... Uh, like when when Ohio State started beating Michigan in the early 2000s, right? When it was in the 90s, it was Michigan would win some of the big games. When half the time they would pull big upsets, but once once you got 2000s, Ohio State started to win the games pretty big. Yeah, now you got Jim Harbaugh picking other fights. Yeah, oh Jim Harbaugh. So yeah, because this is this is what he should. Let's get in the middle of this fight before football season starts. Uh, and it became more than a blip in recruiting. And Ohio State was just the more dominant program, and they've been the more dominant program. Now, Michigan wins a game last year, but still, for 20 years, Ohio State's gotten the much better of the play against and Michigan, and the two, the two programs are on different levels. But now, you know, maybe Michigan comes back a little bit. Why suddenly is, is the National League losing all of these games? When, when clearly you are seeing talent level, you're in theory, dispersed evenly throughout the leagues. Do you have the designated hitter in the All-Star game? It's not that the National League is coming from a position of, of weakness where, well, we have to have the pitcher hit and you guys have the designated hitter hit. Uh, but we talked to John Paul Morosi earlier in the show, and, and he gave a pretty good insight when he told us that the stars tend to navigate and, and gravitate towards the American League. Because for a long time, there were always options for the sluggers. And this is where I can take that point that that John Paul made and kind of parse it out a little bit more, is that if you are a big slugger, like your Albert Pujols, right? Let's say you're Albert Pujols, and you're coming up, your contract's coming up with the Cardinals, and you just had 10 great years there, uh, and you get a couple of big contract offers. Well, for a long time, it was, well, I'm a big slugger. If I play here... How much longer can I play first base? Mm -hmm. But if I go to the American League, I can play first base. I can designate hit. And that was a big part of the pendulum that swung stars to the American League. It wasn't always, I have to go play and how long can I play the field in this position? I can go here and I can save the wear and tear by DHing a little bit, or I can eventually just be a designated hitter and I have to worry about playing the field. So the big sluggers, if you're given a choice between the National League and the American League, everything is equal, you're going to get more people choosing the American League. Now it's going to come back to the NL a little bit, because now that we have the designated hitter and it's universal, it's, well, I can go play for the Dodgers and I can play the field and I can also guard against the fact my glove may let me down and I can DH a little bit here. Now that you're seeing that universal DH, you're going to start seeing it in all-star games and start coming back to the National League a little bit more. But that's a that's a big 
That's a big sea change when you're talking about just here's a couple players, here, a couple of stars here and there heading over to the national, the, Amer- the American League because there's more options for me when I can play and I can continue my big run and I can play longer and have a, a longer career than if I'm in the National League where suddenly, hey, I can't field anymore, they can't put me in the field, and my I'm, I'm not playing as much and I'm not happy. It's a little bit easier to do that in the A. Yeah, I'm going to give you a big research project and have you go figure oh, out boy. how many guys that affected. Oh boy, okay. Well, I just gave you Albert Pujols. <laughs> it's a huge sample. <laughs> I gave you Albert Hubelhoff right away. I gave you Albert Hubelhoff right there. But, it, but it's it's a good theory because the other thing you would go to is looking at payrolls. Well, if you look at the top ten, it's five and five. So in theory, and, and it's all decisions of how you want to build your team, right? To get them on, get them over, get them in. Big boppers pay for pitching. Whatever the case may be, where you're allocating your resources just like anything else. But I do know this, it's it's a decade of dominance, including one that counted, and your Mets lost. And this one counts. In the World Series. Do you blame the All-Star game for that? Uh oh no, no. I blame I blame the Mets not being able to feel the ball. That's <laughs> Mets, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I blame that home run in the in the ninth inning of game one. I blame lots of things. I blame Daniel Mets, Murphy. Yeah. I blame lots of things for I 20. Blame you. But that's okay. We're gonna win the World Series this year. We're gonna ah. get back. We're gonna get back at everybody. Counts. We're gonna beat the Dodgers in the in the NLCS, and we're gonna beat the Yankees in the World Series. And I'm gonna buy every bit of Mets World Series gear possible. Every single bit of gear. I'm just going to say one thing on behalf of the show. Really disappointed by the no-show of Walter. Yeah, I texted him to come on the show. It's actually pretty weak. Yeah, I texted my dad when, in theory, he would have been driving home from the game, which is a quarter after nine. Okay, so even if he doesn't you know, do something illegal like looking at and texting back on his phone... He would eventually get back to the house. Yeah, can we yeah. put a curse on your dad? Ooh, you think wow. you have it already? No, I have one ready. You have one ready. Okay, go go the ahead. The Yankees sure. are not winning the World Series this year, and it's because of Walter. <laughs> How about that? No, Walter. So see what happens when you try to. You see what happens, Walt. <laughs> this is what happens. Is this Walt. Your homework, Walt. This is what happens when you don't call into your son's show? I couldn't even book my dad on the show. That's, that's, like, what does that say about yeah, me as a host? You can't ever give me crap again. What does that say about me as a host? I couldn't even book my dad to come on see, tonight. You said you're a great PA. I thought. Well, no, that wasn't. Oh! Being a PA at ESPN wasn't about booking oh! guests. No, no, no. That's, oh, that's, no. that's guest booking. That's being a booker. That's not what I did. That's not what I did. Did you just say you were a booker? Booker. I was not a booker. Just that making was, sure that was a, that was a B. B. I was not a booker. I said booker. B. Booker. B- booker. I'll drop my pants right here. But, no, what? What does that have to do with anything? Why? 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 <laughs> I couldn't even book my dad on the show. Couldn't even get my dad to Are call Are you going to yell at him? Yeah, I'm going to say, hey, Dad, what happened last night? Uh, I, I'm sorry I didn't get your text. So I got home, and then I was, I, I didn't, I, I got, and then I, I, yeah. I was too busy watching Judge. No, that, that's, how, that's how he's, that's how he explains things. Hey, Dad, how many times did you watch the Stantonian <laughs> blast? <laughs> uh, you know, I didn't, no, he's, he's going to say, you know, I had my phone down, and by the time I got home, it died, and I, I put it on the charger, and then I saw your text this morning. He's going to absolutely tell me tomorrow I didn't see your text until this morning. Guarantee. Meanwhile, there's no way because my dad is not going to drive home from Dodger Stadium without any kind of oh, GPS no or navigational support. So there's no way he's going to do that. Navigational no. No way. support. No okay. way. And he's going to come over with, and he'll have he'll have something for Zoe from the All Star Game. Nothing for me, but he'll have something for Zoe from the All Star Game. 
<laughs> that laugh. He may bring. He my dad may bring. He may bring like the the empty nacho helmet that the Dodgers served. I like. I may get that. Is it one that he would have bought? No, nah, out of the trash found? can. Oh no, he would have found it on the way out. Completely would have found it on the way out. Completely. <sighs> Thanks. The Dad. Yankees are done, I and it's Walt's fault. I couldn't book my dad on the show tonight. Oh boy, but that's okay. The Knicks are going to get uh, uh, Donovan Mitchell. It's going to be fine. And They're going to trade six assets to get him. Six. Six is the magic number for him. Oh boy. Ben Maller is coming up next. This is Fox. Thanks, Dad. Okay, can you guys hear me? At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed Three Six Five. Twenty-one plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts